for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey y'all, Courtney here. Welcome back to the Her Portion Podcast. It's the first Wednesday of the month, so we are starting a new topic. So this month, we're going to be talking about our adornment. And adornment's one of those words that we don't really use every day, or at least I know I don't. It doesn't really come up in normal conversation. So adornment is defined as a thing which adorns or decorates. It's an ornament, an embellishment. Adorn also means to put in order, arrange, to make ready, or to prepare. So when you when you're out in the world, you probably hear all these cute little sayings that the devil has put into the mind of the people. And just because they're cute and just because they rhyme and just because all the people are saying them doesn't make them true. So you may have heard this little saying, it's it's what's on the inside that counts. And people walk around and they quote it like it's from Proverbs or something. But while what's on the inside is very important for the Christian woman, so is our outside. And they use this, it's what's on the inside that counts, to try and negate the importance of the outside. The world tries to place the emphasis on the inside to take the spotlight off of the outside. Now, no one can see your inside, so that's easy to hide, right? That's easy to fake. What's hard is the outside. That's what everybody sees. And that's the part that society wants you to think doesn't matter. And they take that verse from 1 Samuel chapter 16 and they twist it. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And they try to use that verse to say that God only looks on the heart and he doesn't care what the outside looks like. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. That verse is actually saying that God is the only one that can see your heart. Man doesn't have that ability. All man can see is the outside. So if you want to show man what's on the inside, you have to live it on the outside. And we have to be careful about getting our doctrine from a single verse in the Bible because a lot of times one single verse can be twisted to mean all sorts of things or to mean something that man wants it to mean. So let me ask you this question. Do you know who the light of the world is? Now notice I said who the light of the world is, not what. It's not a what, it's a who. The light of the world is ye, it's you, it's the Christians, it's me, it's you, it's us. The world doesn't read the Bible. The Bible is not the light of the world. The world reads the Christian. We are the light of the world. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 14, ye are the light of the world. So I want to show you from the Bible how both the inside and the outside together matter to God. 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10 says, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. So not only does it matter what you wear on the outside, it also matters how you wear it. And the outside is isn't all that matters. It's like a combo. It's like a one-two punch. So 1 Timothy is the one, and here's the two. 
First Peter says, starting in verse 1, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. So without the word, without God's holy word, our husbands, if they're not saved, they can be won by our conversation or the conversation of the wives. So without the Bible, just by your behavior. Verse number two, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of putting on of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. So in September, I taught four sessions at a ladies' meeting, and they were all on the virtuous woman of Proverbs 31. I taught on her character, her husband, her work ethic, and her body. And a lady that attended the conference, she messaged me the other day, and she said that she was doing my virtuous woman study, and she's learning to keep her tongue in its place. She said she dresses the part, but recently her attitude hadn't matched up. But God's working in her to make it all match. And that's the key. It's not one or the other. It's both. It's the heart and the whole, the inside and the outside. They work together. So don't forget over in Titus 2 verse 3, it says, The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. So that's our one-two punch. One is from 1 Timothy, and we are to dress in a way that a woman that is professing godliness would dress. We are to dress or adorn ourselves in a way that is becoming or is suitable or proper for a woman professing godliness. Now, godliness is a religious life. It's careful observance of the laws of God and the performance of our religious duties. It proceeds from love and reverence for the divine character of God and His commands. It's Christian's obedience. So is your clothing suitable and proper for a woman that says she lives a religious life? Does what you wear proceed from love and reverence for God or love and reverence of flesh, of self? And then the two comes from 1 Peter. The two is we are to act. It's about the way we act. We're also to be in behavior or act in a way that is becoming or is suitable or proper for holiness. Holiness is piety or reverence towards God's goodness. Holiness is purity of heart or dispositions. It's sanctified affections. It's piety. It's moral goodness. So does that describe your behavior? Do your dress and your behavior come together to form the proper adornment for a Christian woman? It's not either or, it's both. I want to read you one more scripture. It's from Titus 2, and it's verses 9 and 10. It says, Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. 
even people in the lowest state, even the people that were servants that are even people that are under someone else, which is the wife and the husband relationship. Women are under their husbands and the husbands are under God. So in that aspect, we are all servants. So even people that are under someone else, we should adorn the doctrine of God in all things. That word adorn, it literally means to take precious jewels and arrange them so as to show their true beauty. One commentator um, that I love reading, he says, Thus we see how the doctrine of God our Savior may be adorned. It is adorned when its effects on life and character are expressed in conduct. While it's still only a theory, doctrine lacks the manifestation of beauty. When, however, it is realized and manifested in human life, its beauty at once appears. The value of a theory is always supremely apparent in the results it produces. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.